Hello, this is Chris Iavanna. I'm the Client Portfolio Manager at GWK, and this is the Q3 2015 Taxable Bond Podcast. I'm going to take a few minutes to provide a brief overview of some of the major themes over the past three months. Uh, then we're going to talk on some of the performance of our strategies and discuss our positioning and outlook. So as far as a background for Q3, um, we saw a significant bull flattening in the Treasury curve. Uh, There was basically a deteriorating global outlook, um, and that caused a sharp decline in intermediate and long-dated Treasury rates. Uh, Yield in the 10- and 30-year uh, notes and bonds were down 32 and 27 basis points. Uh, the two-year yield finished the quarter essentially unchanged, uh, and that reflected the Fed's decision to delay rate liftoff. The Treasury sector returned 1.76%, and that was good for 53 basis points ahead of the Barclay, Barclays aggregate 1.23%. Investment-grade corporates uh, experienced continued spread widening, uh, which is 24 basis points, but they managed to squeeze out a positive 0.83% return due to the strong performance in rate markets. High-yield bonds uh, entered the quarter as the best-performing sector, but got smacked pretty hard. Uh, They were down 4.86% on 154 basis points of spread widening. They exited the quarter as the worst performing sector. Regarding mortgages, they were up 1.30% as spreads remained relatively stable there. Um, That sector benefited from Fed commentary uh, that indicated there was a likelihood reinvestments in mortgages would continue through the end of 2016. Uh, Taxable municipals posted good returns up 1.63%, and they benefited from their long duration. So let's touch on what drove rates lower. Uh, In August, China devalued the yuan, and that was a move that surprised markets. The devaluation signaled the government's concern over growth, which led to investor worries that the slowdown in China may be deeper than thought and would affect the rest of the globe. Uh, The slowdowns helped fuel the plunge in commodity prices, and all this is weighed on growth and inflation expectations with outlooks to the downside. And it was only a few months ago that investors thought growth would pick up nicely for the second half of the year. But estimates are now showing GDP in the U.S. will come in under 2% for both Q3 and Q4. And the Fed lowered its forecast in September for growth, and the IMF has been lowering global growth forecasts. So add this to the uncertainty of the Fed and the first rate hike, um, and the Fed decided to pass on raising rates in December. Uh, I'm sorry, September. And while this came as a surprise to some market participants, it really shouldn't have. We were entering a seasonably weak time for risk assets. Uh, Growth worries were mounting. Actual inflation and inflation expectations were low. And Fed fund futures were pricing in less than a 50% chance for a September hike. 
So if you put all these ingredients into the soup, what resulted was a bifurcated fixed income market where you had safe haven assets rally and credit-related ones underperform. So let's go over uh, third quarter performance, and I'll hit on some of the key points. Um, our strategies underperformed the benchmarks for the quarter. Our overweight to investment-grade corporates and weak security selection within it were the primary drivers of underperformance. Triple B corporates in particular contributed to the weakness in investment grade, and due to the overweight in, in the category and our exposure to energy and metals and mining names within it, uh, performance suffered. Uh, as far as our core bond strategy, its allocation to triple Bs was a positive contributor because it held n neither energy nor metals and mining. Our exposure to high-yield corporates had no effect on relative performance because our allocations were neutral and our security selection was in line with the high-yield market. One thing to note is our enhanced core strategy is an exception because that has the Barclays aggregate as its index and the aggregate has no high-yield component. So exposure to high-yield in that strategy was a detractor. The allocation to higher coupon mortgages also detracted as we were in a falling rate environment. In total, our duration and yield curve positioning uh, were modestly positive across our strategies. And I'll finish with another positive was our security selection in taxable municipals. Let's move on to our outlook. Um, we're expecting elevated volatility to persist for the rest of the year and generally into the first part of uh, 2016 at least. Um, there's uncertainty around the first Fed rate hike. Uh, there's continued concerns about global growth, worries about deflation, um, and we believe those items are continue, will continue to dominate the headlines and rule sentiment. We expect the U.S. economic growth to slow, but still remain pretty decent due primarily to improving uh, an improving jobs outlook. Uh, demand for safe haven assets, so uh, we'll use treasuries as the main example there. Um, those will likely keep, the demand there will likely keep a lid on interest rates. And we're going to see aversion to all but the safest corners of the corporate market, and that will likely keep pressure on spreads. So needless to say, we have turned more cautious on corporate bonds in recent months, and there's a few reasons that will add uh, to that thought. Um, one, um, you have margins and interest uh, coverage remaining near peak levels, but leverage has recently ticked up. Uh, another reason is that new issue volumes are at record levels, so the market has had to take down elevated supply. And central bank policy remains highly uncertain. So in high yield, that space may stay soft until energy prices stabilize or investors have more conviction around the China growth story. And moving on to positioning, our strategies are, for the most part, neutral weight, 
with respect to duration, uh, but are slightly underweight the short and long ends of the curve in favor of intermediate maturities. And while we're underweight the treasury sector, we have been increasing our allocation. The increase has been part of our strategy uh, to uh, move the portfolios to uh, a bit more up in credit quality and rotating into some of the more um, less volatile sectors. So regarding this up in quality trade, in recent months, um, we've shifted the portfolios to higher credit quality asset classes, um, ratings categories, industries. Um, again, we expect volatility to remain elevated uh, around concerns about global growth, the Fed policy, low inflation. So Treasury exposure has increased, and that has improved overall credit quality. We've also shifted economic exposure from energy and commodities toward less cyclical industries. We also, in, in regard to our preference for spread product, we still have one. Uh, despite our up-in-quality trade, we are continuing to favor corporate credit um, because we expect that the slow but stable economic growth is going to continue to support credit metrics. Um, we eliminated credits that faced uh, outsize event risks uh, several months ago, and we continue to you know, monitor our portfolio for volatile credits uh, very closely. Um, we still hold the worst-performing credits from the third quarter and expect their eventual recovery to drive performance going forward. We are neutral commodities, so we have moved more toward a neutral weight in our energy and metals and mining exposure across all of our strategies. And again, that's except for core bond, which has um, really zero to no zero to low exposure to to uh, either one of those. Um, a substantial portion of our high yield exposure is in double B rated bonds, uh, and we believe the majority of the credits have both a will and, and ability to pursue balance sheet enhancing measures that will support credit quality going forward. Regarding mortgages, our our allocation there is market weight. Um, and that's despite our neutral outlook for spreads. They have relatively low sensitivity to rising rates, and they are defensive in nature to our um, tilt toward credit. Uh, and within the mortgage space, we see the best value among the season pools with high coupons. And this concludes the Q3 2015 Taxable Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to speaking with you next quarter.